Hello, hello, and welcome back to Girl We Gotta Talk. I'm your host, Elena Jakes. Welcome back to another episode. You guys, I am joined by the lovely ladies of Our Golden 20s podcast. You guys have heard and seen them before on here. We were just talking before we got on. I think this is like the third or fourth time that we have done some sort of collab, whether I'm on their episodes or they are here. So I'm so grateful you guys keep wanting to come back. Um, thank God, because you guys are great. So thank you guys oh, for joining you. me today. Yeah, thanks for having us. When you asked us to come back, we were like, really? Like, that's so nice. We are just excited to be here. And it's so nice to have like podcast friends. You know what I mean? Like, oh my gosh, because you just you yeah. guys get it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I always look forward to our chats where it's just like chill. We're just talking like about life. It's so nice. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited. I feel like you guys have just been on a constant roll. We've talked about it before where you guys are so consistent over there. Um, you guys have such great content every week. You guys are on socials. I was telling Sadie, I love following you guys. You guys are such fun follows just individually, but also like your podcast itself. Like you guys just cover so much. And I feel like that like your podcast is just like the epitome of living in your twenties. It is like, we have frequently asked questions. Do you need to know how to like brighten your clothing? Here we go. Let's jump in. <laughs> here's how to like, you know, here's what you shop for here, you know, all this stuff, financial stuff. And then you guys talk about your own lives. I feel like it's such a relatable podcast. Um, how has it been since I talked to you guys last with the podcast? Thank you. I feel like that's so nice. It's <laughs> been good. We've, we reached uh, 50,000 listens, which was a big milestone we were aiming for we got a shout out from spotify we were listed as one of their top podcasts of the week which was insane crazy yeah. something like that we like wasn't on our radar that it was mm -hmm. one of those sorts of things that just appeared and that gave us a huge boost and i think that it really helped our community become more engaged so we've been really just kind of uh, theming episodes around like DMs we get and questions we get and so that's why there's kind of a variety of like big picture episodes and then ones that are just like what's your fall favorites what's going on with this and so it's been it's been good we've been trying to play with the YouTube space which has <laughs> been interesting <laughs> because is that okay so I was listening to one of your episodes like a couple weeks ago and I, I typically use Spotify when I listen to stuff. I'm a big Spotify girl. And you got, I can see you guys on my Spotify now. Like it is a yeah. video on Spotify. Yeah. And I was like, God, they're just the best. Look at them go. How cool is that? <laughs> see, this is why we actually keep coming on your podcast because you just hype <laughs> us up to no end. We're like, damn, we, we're killing it. No. <laughs> oh that's honestly so nice yeah even when it comes to like topics to talk about it's like so hard to keep things fresh and be like oh wait didn't we just have a dating episode like we want to talk about dating again so I'm glad that it's working and you're <laughs> you're loving what you're seeing and to Tegan's point it seems like our listeners are really getting engaged which really helps us because it takes the pressure mm -hmm. off having to plan out our episodes it's just people are submitting what they want us to talk about and we're like okay let's do it. So yeah, that's really been kind of guiding the ship the past few months, which has been really nice. 
Yeah. That's so cool too. Cause it's also like a reminder that people listen, like you can see the numbers yeah, all day exactly. long, but it's just yeah. a number. And it's like, Oh wait, someone's legitimately like messaging me asking for this. Like these are people. Um, and it's such a good, like refresher of like, okay, this is why we're doing it. Cause it's like, we have mm-hmm. this community going. Um, that's so special. That's so awesome. Uh, congrats on all of that. Cause yeah. Cause I saw yeah. the Spotify, like, what was it called? Like the top I don't want to mess it up. It's like just top podcast. Yeah, like top of the week. week. Yeah, yeah, I saw that and I was like, no way. I was so happy for you guys. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I think in like today's episode, I kind of want to cover a little bit of, I mean, it's similar vibes to your own podcast, but just like living life in your 20s. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like the friendship side of things, like the personal mm-hmm. of like getting to know yourself and making life a little fun for yourself. Um and just have a fun little chit chat tonight. So um, before we jump in, I, I told Sadie before we started recording, I need to just do a check-in. I know you guys are friends, fans. How are we doing with the passing mm-hmm. of Matthew Perry? Where were you when you heard? How are we dealing with it? It's like, I feel like it really like shook things up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually funny. We were at a Halloween concert when I opened my Instagram to post my story at the concert. And it was the first thing I saw on my feed. And I was like, oh, shit. And I showed my other friend who was with us. And she was like, oh, shit. And I was like, sorry, I just totally like killed the vibe now because now <laughs> we're just like so sad about it. And then, yeah, we got in our Ubers. We're like texting about it, reading more about it on our way home from the event. So that's where we were when the news broke. But I don't know. I feel like I haven't actually read his book yet, but I really want to. My sister did, and she's like, you need to read it. You also need to listen to the audiobook because he reads it. And I was like, okay, probably not read it and the audiobook. That's a little much. I'm not that much of a friend fan. <laughs> but you guys know what I mean. One or the other. Yeah, yeah. I'm shuffling up. But um, from I was putting off reading the book because I was afraid it was going to ruin friends for me. But my sister's like, no, it's the opposite where he's like friends kind of saved my life in a way where he's always had struggles through his life and how friends really kind of saved him for that from that and provided some purpose and whatnot in his life so maybe that's way off base but that's what I remember her saying about the book so I really want to read it and I think from what I've heard is he has always struggled his whole life so I'm not totally surprised that this happened you know what I mean and I haven't actually really kept up with the news since it broke so maybe there's been updates that I don't even know about but I don't know that's kind of where I was the one thing though where it was like watching friends for the first time after I was like this is actually really sad because Chandler's my favorite character no matter when I'm watching no matter what episode I'm like he's definitely my favorite character just like so funny and I don't know I feel like he's just an underrated character in the show so it was sad and I also saw like on TikTok where people in New York were like doing the memorial at the friend's apartment and that mm. oh I broke down crying I was like oh god like it just makes it so much more real so it was sad but at the same time I feel like it made sense knowing he struggled his whole life so I don't know that was that's my two cents on it It's crazy because I think like a lot of people 
would say the same. Like I, I'm not shocked almost that this happened just because he struggled. Yeah. But I've heard similar things about the book. Like I remember when he went on his book tour, which is not super long ago. And I was like, mm-hmm. Ooh, do I get tickets to that? Cause he was coming to like the mm-hmm. DC area. Right. And I was like, should I get tickets to that? And then it's just one of those things where you kind of say that to yourself and then you forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I went because I have heard things about the book where it's like, it, it's hard because you have like, for people that are like such big friends fans, like friends has been like a very, like a staple in their life. So when you mm-hmm. read about somebody like behind the scenes, that was like, it's a little darker than it looked. Um, yeah. you think it's going to ruin it for you. And you're like, oh, like, I just, I wish he wasn't struggling with that. Cause he, he literally, I think he's my favorite character too. Like he mm-hmm. is the comedic relief throughout the whole thing. And they're all funny, but like something about like the character Chandler Bing is just iconic. Um, totally. so it's like, it, yeah, it's, it sucks to hear that like behind the scenes, that's what was happening. I saw a clip on TikTok recently of, um, a bit of his audiobook where, um, he talks about how he was on pills, you know, for a period of time, and then he's drinking for a period of time. And so he's like, from season this to this, you can see mm-hmm. like, clearly I'm on pills because I'm like a hundred pounds. And then from this to this, where I've gained like a hundred pounds, that's when I'm drinking. And he just like, he, I don't know. It's just sad. It's just sad to hear all of that. And now everyone's mm-hmm. speculating about his death and like that he knew it was going to happen. And mm-hmm. he has like all these cryptic, um, like Instagram posts and like one of the last posts was him in his pool and his jacuzzi. And it's like, oh, I just don't, it's like hurts me a little bit when people start to like do the whole like speculation of it all. I'm like, mm-hmm. can we just totally like let him, yeah. you know, yeah, so, so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, on a lighter note, I just needed to check in on <laughs> you guys. Cause I know, <laughs> but on a lighter note, <laughs> um, so we are all in our twenties and I feel like in our twenties, and I just had this conversation last night, but it is the, the, the time frame is like, people always say that your twenties are going to be so fun and they're going to be the best time of your life. But when you're in your twenties, you are dealing with so many different things all at once and just having to figure it out by yourself. Um, and I was saying last night, it feels like I almost have to like pay to breathe at this point. Like <laughs> there's so much on our shoulders that we have to pay for that we have to worry about then it's like I don't know feeding yourself surviving um dealing with friendships dealing with relationships there's just so much Mm -hmm. going on while also like building yourself and becoming a person that you want to be um and I feel like your podcast really centers obviously it's our golden 20s that's what it's called it centers around like that age and just like real-time conversation which I love um and I feel like you guys talk a lot about like girls nights, you know, making time for your friendships. Um, mm-hmm. What is some advice that you would give to somebody that's like really struggling with like really trying to balance it all? I think the work-life mm-hmm. balance isn't really a thing, but just trying to balance it, some sort of social life and fitting that into your schedule, which is sad to think about fitting in your schedule, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to recording with us. Yeah. That's the thing when there's two of us, we're like, wait, who's going to speak? (laughs) I feel like the first thing I'll say is that it's really hard and I think it is impossible to balance it all. So you first have to sort of lead with compassion for yourself 
I spent a lot of my like early 20s feeling guilty about friendships that I felt like I was letting down, especially like friends from high school or friends from like the first year of university. But I think as you get older, you realize that all friendships are a two-way street and it's not just on your shoulders to keep the friendship alive. So that's the first thing that sort of came to mind for me. And then outside of that, I'm a huge nerd. I love my Google Calendar. I talk about it a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And so I schedule everything in. If I'm like, Sadie, come over for dinner. We'll hang out. Like that's in the Google Calendar. It's like a meeting. And that's what I need to do or else I will prioritize other things especially work I feel like there's a lot of like hustle culture around your 20s like this is the time to build your career this is the time to be saving I will if I have open space try and fill it with things that make me money which is great but that's not a way to live a fulfilling life Mm -hmm. so it's like I need to be booking myself in Maybe that's extra. I know like some friends are like, when are you free next? And I'm like, in six weeks on this one day, like that's ridiculous. I know that, (laughs) but it's like, that's just the way I have to operate or else I won't prioritize it. Yeah, me too. I'm the same way where I don't use my Google calendar, but I have my Mm -hmm. agenda that's like pen and paper old school, but that's how I visualize my week. And I really think that's actually what it comes down to is really prioritizing your time since there only is so much time in a day. And I think something about your 20s is that's like a decade of time we're talking about, you know, so Mm -hmm. your priorities change throughout that time. So when you first graduate, maybe you are really focused on your career, finding a job, you know, maybe you're focused later in your 20s on finding your job and building your career then because you spend your early 20s finding a partner, finding a boyfriend who, you know, you can handle life with or whatever it is. So I think that's one thing is you don't need to do it all at once because mm-hmm. first of all, your de- your 20s is a decade of time, but it's only also one decade of your whole life. So take the pressure off yourself to do it all and to do it all well um, and really decide, you know, what do I want to focus on and then how can I make sure that's reflected in my weekly priorities, my daily priorities, whatever it is, and then having a way to essentially yeah, visualize your priorities if it's in your Google calendar or an agenda and assigning time to it. And I know that sounds like Tegan said, kind of nerdy and maybe (laughs) overkill. Obviously we're both type A personalities where that helps us both. But really for me, if I'm thinking about everything I have to do, I'm probably not actually doing anything. You know, if I'm like, oh, I need to get groceries. Oh, I need to clean the bathroom. Oh, I also haven't seen Tegan in two weeks. Like I need to make time to see her. Oh, I'm supposed to be going on like one day a week this month. And you know, like all these little goals we set for ourselves in every area of our life, like it just really gets overwhelming. So I think actually writing it down, assigning a task to a certain day, a certain time makes it more manageable. And then you can actually be more present in those tasks because you know there's a plan for everything to get taken care of so it's like I know when I'm with Tegan I can just be present focus on our friendship time because I have scheduled in for Monday night that I'm gonna do groceries you know like all those other tasks floating around in my head 
there's a time and place to do it so I can just focus on what I'm doing right now. Totally. And people can say what they want to say about a Google calendar or a list or an agenda, (laughs) because that's what gets me through. Like, no, I'm with you both. I'm with you both. I feel like Tegan, you made a really good point about like, you don't need to do it all at one time. I think that's the struggle right there with being in your 20s is for some reason, we have this expectation that like everything has to happen like right now. Like we, we have to do everything right now. And that's just not the case. It's not realistic. Um, no, but I love a Google calendar. Everything is color coordinated. Um, it's the only way I can get anything done. I can feel like I did something with my day because like you said, Sadie, like I, if I don't do that, I will literally sit around thinking I have to do that. I do that. And then I'm just not doing those things. Um, but I think like that is just living life, like having to fit things into a calendar and fit things into your schedule is just what life is now. And, um, I feel like if you're doing that, that just means you care about everything. Like it obviously means that you want to put effort into your friendships. You want to put effort into your work and you also want to give yourself you time. Um, cause that's also super important, but I feel like both of you guys are so like super social. You guys, I see on your like social media all the time. Like you guys always doing concerts, like always going out on like girls nights. Um, what are some like fun things that you can do? Like, I guess just advice for people listening that you can do with friends. Um, that isn't just like going to cost you so much money. Cause that's the other thing that people get stressed about is like, well, what can I do? That's like not super expensive with my friends. Yeah, totally. I think first we both prioritize that financially. So we mm-hmm. probably spend more, especially on like concerts and things than other people in their 20s do. But that's just because that's something that like we value. And so it's like we're both renting when other people our age have maybe purchased a house, but we go to a lot of concerts, you know, so there's definitely that vibe going on. But I think just going back to like prioritizing it, something that we try and do, especially now that we have the podcast. And so it's like a lot of our friendship time, I feel like can be taken up by just discussing that and it becomes Mm -hmm. more like a work partnership. So we try and plan things where it's like, we're just having fun. And sometimes it's like, we're just having dinner at someone's house or we're just having drinks at someone's house or we're going out for drinks. And I think budget wise, we always try to, I think, have an understanding between the two of us of how much a night's going to cost. Like we just had an evening last month where we were like, no, we're spending money. Or at least that's what I was thinking. <laughs> but Me we were too. like Me aligned. Too. Yeah. <laughs> so then it was like, let's do this. Let's do that. Okay. And, you know, so we were planned and we're aligned in that way. But then we also have, you know, our cheap nights. We've had like movie nights before. Or like Sadie had me over to help her decorate her Christmas tree one year. And we did like a popcorn and hot chocolate bar. And it's, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously you're spending money on those things, but it's significantly cheaper than like we're going bar hopping or we're going to get dinner. And so we just kind of prioritize that. But then I think also like you have to set your own boundaries too. So like there have been times where it's like, oh, do you want to go out? And myself and Sadie or Sadie would have been like, "Mm, no, I'm trying to save money this month. 
And then it's like, you also have to respect your friend's boundaries. So there's that element of it too. Yeah, 100%. And I think to Tegan's point, we both love going for dinner and drinks. Like, I feel like that is what Tegan and I thrive on. It's like, (laughs) that is our social life. So both of us have like a running list of new restaurants and bars in the city that we want to check out. And we know we both love that. And like, that Mm -hmm. is friendship time. So she's the friend that I reach out to when I'm like, hey, I want to check out this bar. Do you want to come? Where I have other friends where that's not really our friendship vibe, you know, like Mm -hmm. even work friends, for instance, it's like we maybe just like hang out at someone's house and just like rant about work where it's like behind closed doors, literally nobody can overhear (laughs) because Mm. we're just talking shit about work, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's also you can do different things with different friends and that's okay. Um, You don't need to have like this big group of friends who does everything together. So Mm. that's one thing I wanted to mention. Also something fun that Tegan and I started last summer was we started a book club with just like Mm -hmm. you have friends who read I have friends that read they have friends that read and the idea was how can we have like a standing social event every single month that doesn't Mm -hmm. cost a lot of money isn't dinner and drinks but still you know is getting together and seeing people that we maybe don't see all the time or one standing event that can bring multiple groups of different friends together so this has been a really fun way and I feel like it's a really great like winter social activity to do because we each take turns picking a book and then we do one book a month so whoever picks the book that month hosts at the end of that month if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and it's up to that person to know you know provide snacks provide drinks whatever it is but there's now I think nine of us in our book club so it's like that month might be expensive but it only comes around once a month you know to actually host Mm -hmm. and to be honest I feel like we could turn it into a potluck where it's not all on the host to provide those things like we can all bring something or we just do tea and wine instead of like a whole spread but to be honest I think everyone in our book club loves hosting. So everyone's Mm -hmm. like, it's my turn. We're going big. (laughs) But anyways, that could be a fun idea as well. You know, where Mm -hmm. to your point, Alina, like times are tough right now in terms of like, it is expensive. So you don't need to be just going for those fancy bars. Like just go over to someone's house. You know, you can have Mm -hmm. the same life chats and quality friendship time. Um, even without a fancy $25 cocktail in your hand. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, I love, first of all, the book club thing sounds so fun. I've been looking for something to do like that, like, because Mm. it's getting colder and you don't really have a ton of motivation to like go hit the bars when it's cold. It's like, that would sound, that would be so nice to go to someone's house, chat a little bit, eat some good food, drink wine. Like that is ideal right there. I love that. Yeah, And the fact that there's so many people, that's great. Cause yeah, you're all Mm -hmm. just taking turns. Yeah, I think like the first three or four months we had our book club, it rained on book club night every single month. And we were Mm -hmm. like, there's nowhere I would rather be than cozied up in someone's apartment discussing (laughs) a book. And even if you're not a huge reader, like I really am not a reader. And that's actually one of the reasons I wanted to have a book club and like be in one to like hold me accountable. But 
honestly, we talk about the book for maybe like 10 minutes and then we just like (laughs) talk about life for four Mm. hours. Like it is like, oh my God, it's midnight already. Like how did we even get to talking about this random topic Mm -hmm. and like unveiling childhood trauma? Like we get deep (laughs) and it just like spirals out of control. So it's like the book is what brings us all together, but Mm. really we only talk about it for 10 minutes. It just turns into like quality group friendship time. Mm -hmm. though that's just so nice because I also feel like something with like this age is just finding friendships that are meaningful and that you can have conversations like that with like diving straight into the trauma um (laughs) I feel like those are the friendships that like people really are craving um especially now when it's like friendships are always like you know not friendships but friends are always moving like right now I'm Mm -hmm. in a new area where I have friends but a lot of my friends are now in different states and they're all just like we're all over the map and finding friends locally that are like hey you know like we can have good conversations but also learning to like maintain the friendships that are far away and still being able to have the meaningful conversations like I feel like as girls like we just we love a good chat you know exactly Mm -hmm. we need that like emotional support from other girls you know that's a podcast episode I have in mind for us to like take a deep dive on is the importance of female friendships because Mm -hmm. I think we get so focused on you know finding our man or finding our partner and like you know finding somebody to be in a romantic relationship with but it's like those female friendships are also so important you know so couldn't agree more about girls trips and the importance of taking like doing trips what like especially if you're not all you know living in the same area but like finding time like picking a month or you know a couple of days to go and do something with your group of girls um like how important that is like I don't remember the exact statistic of like it but it's super super important for like our mental health and like just our like our development as women because we thrive off of like those conversations and like being around other girls that can relate to what we're going through because yeah like at the end of the day finding a partner is great and like I'm I'm personally very happy in my relationship but at the end of the day like he's not going to understand everything that like a girl would and so like finding finding your people that you're able to be like okay I really need to like are you going through this because like what's going on and like really being able to have those conversations I think is super important but I got to find this statistic and I have to find where I saw that because I was like okay, so the girls trips are like, actually, cause it's funny. Every time I come back from a girl's trip, I'm like, that was the best thing of my life. Like <laughs> that was so needed. I feel like we had like a ball, but also like, I just feel like whole again. Like, I feel like hmm. I came back like a better me for some reason, you know, yeah. I'm tired and I'm like, I didn't sleep in four days, but like, I feel better, you know, it's, it's so yeah. interesting. It's like a little recharge for your soul. I totally get that. <laughs> it is. It is. I'll find that somewhere. I'll post it. But I was like, okay, so like I've been, I've been on it. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, I feel like it's super important to find what you love also. And like being able to like really grow into yourself, but finding things that make you happy because life gets hard and tiring. Um, and so like finding like little hobbies and stuff. I think you guys have talked about this before, but do you guys do anything specifically like, or like each of you that you're like, this is my one thing that like gets me through the week. I know that I'll be able to do it. Um, and it like makes me so happy. Do you guys have that? Yeah, we have 
uh, I think we've talked about it on our podcast, the importance of having hobbies as an adult, because like Mm -hmm. Tegan was saying, since we are kind of in that millennial mindset, right on the cusp of millennial Gen Z, even Gen Z too, though, it's like everything we do needs to make us money. Like everything becomes Mm -hmm. a side hustle where we can't just enjoy things anymore. So one of the things that I make a point to do is find things that I can do just for fun and things that often make me feel better if it's unwinding from a busy work day or just the chaos of like we talked about your 20s in general. For me, I always feel so much better after a hot yoga class where I'm like, maybe this isn't considered a hobby, but this is something I do for myself that gets me out of the house really recharges me like when I'm doing yoga I'm not thinking about anything else like it really quiets my mind and that is so important when things get busy and stressful and overwhelming and I leave completely drenched in sweat but I'm like oh I feel so much better you know like it's like a literal detox from head to toe inside and out so I think that's it but also just on the daily since I don't go to hot yoga every day I try to make a point to go like once a week but on the daily, this is maybe kind of weird, but cooking really like helps me unwind and really has kind of turned into like a hobby of sorts where it's like, I need to do this to survive, obviously to like eat meals and whatnot, (laughs) but it's even fun. I've started just like baking more on the weekends because it's like, I don't have to do this, but I'm choosing to since cooking is a little bit of a recharge moment for me. Again, it feels like kind of meditative in the sense where I'm not thinking about anything else, just like what I'm actually doing for the recipe or whatever it is. So I find that's also been helpful and a good way to, again, lean into this moment I have to do every day, but make it more intentional and kind of have it serve a different purpose for me. Yeah, I'm pretty aligned with you on that, Sadie. Not on cooking. I dislike cooking but I'm (laughs) aligned in your thought process behind it um something similar for me that I try to do every day is read and I feel like I can do that because it's like I have to read this because we have the book club and so it gives me like the permission to be a little lazy and just like read in bed just for fun because I'm the type of person where I'm like I need to give myself permission for that and I talked about on our podcast a couple weeks ago, I joined a hockey team this winter for the first time in 10 years. So that is my new little winter hobby. And what's been great about it is that my team is so bad (laughs) that I feel like it's valuable to sometimes have hobbies where you're bad at something too. Or it's like if you start a hobby and then you're bad at it, I'm like, no, I'm sticking to it. So... (laughs) That's been fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I played uh, competitively for like 12 years or something. And then my brother wanted to join this team, didn't want to do it alone. And so he like signed me up without telling me. And was just like, yeah, you're going to do it because of course you are. And so it's been, yeah, classic brother behavior. But so it's been great, even just like for physical fitness and, you know, to reconnect with my inner child. And 
it's nice because it's the same day every week. Mm-hmm. And so I play every Sunday and it's like, this is a close to my week. I get to sweat. I get to see my friends. And then Monday's a fresh start. So it's been great. I am the only girl. So it's not quite like the social element that I was hoping for because I'm just like in my own little change room sitting by myself. And then I'm a goalie. So then I spend the whole game sitting by myself. But it's still nice. (laughs) Yeah, it is. But yeah. Yeah, I've seen two other girls in the league so now we like nod to each other but (laughs) (laughs) goalie speak (laughs) yeah (laughs) a of the week that you're like okay Mm -hmm. at this at some point today I'm gonna dedicate time to myself um and like with the like you were saying too you read I -hmm. feel like especially with my line of work, like I'm constantly on my phone. I'm constantly on my Mm -hmm. computer. All I'm doing is just like screens. And it's so nice. I feel like it clears my head just like looking at a book, reading a page Mm -hmm. of paper, like, or like, yeah, words on paper. I'm like, oh, how refreshing, you know? And it kind of like brings (laughs) me back a little bit. Um, And okay. So you were funny taking because you were like, I'm aligned, but like not at all with cooking, which threw me off because I was going to be like, oh my gosh, what do you guys like to cook? But I guess, Sadie, <laughs> what do you like like to cook typically during the week? I'm, so I pretty much only cook dinners. Like I'm not mm-hmm. a big lunch person. I'm like breakfast, lunch, they need to be super simple, easy stuff, typically just even like leftovers for lunches. But I don't know. I literally cook so many different things. I've been big into different like Thai food like type things. Mm. And I know that sounds fancy, but it really isn't. It's essentially just like stir fries on rice, but all of them include like basil. So I bought my own little basil plant and that is thriving (laughs) in my kitchen window, which brings me so much joy. I'm like, cannot keep plants alive, but my basil plant is currently thriving. So that's been good. But I don't know. I literally cook so many different things. Like I went through a phase of not eating much pasta because it made me bloaty and feel yucky, but I'm back to eating pasta. So I literally made spaghetti right before we started recording to eat after we're done recording. So I'm like just a little, I don't know, a little chef over here. I'm a huge pinner. (laughs) So I'm like, it's funny because I say I'm a little chef and I feel like my friends think I am, but literally when I'm searching for meal ideas on Pinterest, I'm typing like simple, quick, Mm. like if it has more, yeah, Yeah. if it has more than five ingredients, not interested. If it takes more than 20 minutes, not interested. Mm. So I think that's also just realistic knowing I have lots of other things going on where I know what I can take on and what will stress me out and then defeat the purpose of my intentional self-care moment of cooking. But I don't know. Honestly, I'm just on Pinterest all the time saving recipes. I'm a big fan of Half-Baked Harvest as well. But the simple, I got the simple cookbook that she has out, not her like (laughs) more intense recipes. But yeah, I don't know. A little bit of everything, I guess. See, I'm the opposite, which is probably why I don't like cooking where I'm like, this has to be a production. Like, (laughs) we're going to need 25 ingredients. This is going to cost me $45. And, like, we're getting the good plates. And then it's like, I hate cooking. Like, yeah, girl, maybe you need to relax. I need to make you a meal plan tag. Yeah, please. I know this. Okay, guys, the nerdiest part about me is as much as I love cooking, 
The part I probably love the most is meal planning. Again, going back to that type A personality, that person who loves to write her agenda. I love meal planning and I love grocery shopping. And for my friends who don't like cooking, they're like, there is nothing I hate more than meal planning and grocery shopping. Like, it's just overwhelming. I don't know what to do when I go to the store. Like, I don't know what I want to buy. Where I'm like, again, I enjoy the planning process of it. So, and then of course the cooking process. I like since I spent so much time planning this. It's nice to see it come <laughs> to fruition. But maybe I'd need to start a service where I just like do the mm. meal planning and the grocery list like for people. And then all they need to do is show up and cook the meal. Like a little HelloFresh, but personalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not, oh my God. But this goes back. Not everything needs to be profitable. And here I am turning my. <laughs> so funny (laughs) honestly like that I feel like it's very overwhelming for people like to just like think it's first of all the process of just even thinking like what do I want to eat this week is so overwhelming um and it's overwhelming for me and I love to cook like I really Mm -hmm. enjoy it I feel like that's another thing that like clears my head it's like therapeutic especially with what you said too it's just like seeing a plan come to fruition I'm like okay I did that you know it's very rewarding but it is stressful to like, cause I always do like meal planning and meal prepping on Sundays of like, okay, what's the week going to look like? What's mm-hmm. our schedules like? Um, yeah. what are we doing this day? Should we have, you know, whatever. And then like coming up with everything is that is the worst part. Like, so yeah. I think you're onto something, even though maybe you shouldn't do it because that is a hobby. We don't need <laughs> to make just, that yeah. another hobby, but right. I'll just I'll send, just send my transport. Board. Board. It's, it's like, like wicky, wicky, yeah, yeah. but tasty, tasty meals. meals. Perfect. Everyone, Everyone needs, needs to make. To make. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. I love it. Leave, Leave it, it to me to, to just turn, turn this episode, episode into fangirly about grocery shopping, grocery shopping and, and cooking, cooking. Because, because that's what I do every time. I go on one of these rants. People are like, love this girl? Like, no, I love it. It's great. Um, I meant to ask you guys when we were talking about friendships, so maybe I'll just like cut and put it back in there. But um, so with friendships, I feel like in our 20s, it's so hard to make new friends. This is something that like my friends and I talk about all the time. Um, And I used to live with three other girls and we were just the four of us all the time everywhere um, with our bigger friend group, you know, mm. we'd go off in twos, we'd stay together as a group, whatever it was, we just like had the core four. <laughs> um, but then we've all moved. And so it's funny because we'll have conversations now of like, Hey, like I made a new friend, you know, and it's like updating your mom. It's like, Hey guys, mm-hmm. you know, I made a new friend, but it's hard. It's hard meeting new people and it's hard meeting new people. Like authentically, it seems like, like I, Sometimes when I'm out, I'm feeling extra social. Like I went to um, like TJ Maxx yeah. and I'm like walking around and I'm like, maybe if I like look at somebody the right way, I'll be like, Hey, I like your shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to be my friend? You know, it's like that kind of thing. But I recently joined Bumble BFF, which is so interesting because a lot of my friends have used this where they, you know, have moved to a new city and they want to meet somebody and yeah, you just create a profile, like a dating app and bada bing, bada bam, you find some friends that way. Um, and I was having a lot of fun with it, but then it just became like really overwhelming. Um, and you know, there's too many messages coming in and I'm like, I don't, you know, this is like a lot, like, I don't want to mess this up. And I kind of just took a break from it, but number one, have you guys done that before? And then number two, how do you guys yeah, like, put yourself out there to Bumble make new friends? BFF do you guys before. have it? Like- I don't know if it's still a thing in Canada. It was like rebranded to Hives or something. 
but maybe it's back. I'm not sure. But I used it, but then never actually met up with anyone. So that was a fail. But I feel like some of the hobbies that we were talking about is a great way to meet people. Like I've met people through our book club that I didn't know and they were a friend of someone else and now I consider them my friend or through my hockey team and so there's those sort of more structured hobbies. I also think there's like an element of putting yourself out there like going to parties where maybe you're like I don't know that many people I don't want to go to that party like I've made friends at parties that Sadie's thrown where you know I've just ended up chatting to someone or that sort of thing. Same with kind of making yourself be open if you're at a coffee shop or a bar. It's kind of a lot of similar rules I think we share for dating as well, where it's like, if you want to be talking to people, don't be sitting in the, you know, the one little chair at the coffee shop, headphones on, like resting bitch face, not making eye contact. If you want to be meeting people, like sit at the bar and chat to the people beside you. I love a little chit chat with weirdos at the bar. It makes my (laughs) night. And I feel like as long as you're safe, (laughs) it can be fun. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing, Tig, where it's like anything we say about this, I feel you can apply to dating and vice versa. And it's funny because... I know both of you guys are in relationships where I'm still single. So it's like, this is like the advice I'm seeing on TikTok for how to meet a partner. But Mm -hmm. I know people who are in long-term relationships, they're like, okay, but how do I make friends? And it is pretty much the same where it's like, you just need to put yourself out there. And Mm -hmm. on one of our recent episodes, we were talking about having your light on, which is like kind of in the dating world where it's like, yes, you need to put yourself in these positions. Like Tegan was saying, sit at the bar sit at communal tables at coffee shops take your headphones off like put yourself in these positions but when you're in these positions actually put an effort you know and like turn your light Mm. on to show yes I want people to come over and like chat with me and yes I'm you know friendly and you can approach me so I think that's something to be mindful of as well even for friendships too because for instance going back to my hot yoga hobby okay part of why I wanted to do that was because I live alone I work from home so I knew this would be a good Mm. outing once a week And at first I was like, it'll be like a social outing for me too, because I know the yoga studio I'm going to is very like community, like oriented and the people that go are regulars, they go all the time. So that's also part of it is going to the same places multiple times and like kind of becoming a regular. You're also going to see the other people that are regulars and then you can strike up conversation and bond with them over that. But For the yoga studio example, I realized that, no, when I'm going to the yoga studio, I'm lights off. Like I'm going Mm. into the change room, literally throwing my hair in a ponytail, dropping my stuff, and then going into the hot room to literally decompress. So it's not a social outing for me because my light is not on. Like I don't want to talk to people. Like I said, I'm going to hot yoga after a long, busy, stressful day at work. I don't want to talk to people. So that's not you know, where I'm going to make friends. But if I'm going to a coffee shop for, I don't know, just like with my book and wanting to make friends that way, like I can take a different approach and like turn my light on to actually look approachable. But then in the same vein as that is be the one to approach people if I 
see somebody where it's like you were saying, Elena, where it's like, oh, like I love your sweater. And then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. you know, you're talking and bonding and all of that. So I think it's just something to be mindful of when you are in those positions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's like, if you wanted the yoga experience to be a social outing for you, you could totally approach it differently than I do, right? You could go Mm -hmm. early. You could hang out outside of the hot room before you go in and like just strike up conversation. You could stick around after like my yoga studio has like a little tea station where people can Mm -hmm. just like socialize after. But again, to me, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great in theory, but that's not what I'm actually using that time for. You know, however the options are there, I would just have to mm-hmm. approach it differently if that's what I wanted to be taking from this outing, you know? Honestly, I will say no, but I just spend a lot of time on my own. Like I'm very mm. independent where I feel like Like, I'll go to the mall and just, like, shop by myself all the time, probably too much, where I feel some people might be like, that's a solo date, you know? It's like, (laughs) yeah, but I'm like, no, this is just the Sephora to Starbucks pipeline I do every Saturday. (laughs) You know, like, it's like, I don't view it as a solo date, but maybe it would be. But funny enough, though, I celebrated my birthday back in October and I was walking by this brunch restaurant after getting a facial and I was like this is like my day to treat myself for my birthday and I was like fuck it I'm gonna like take myself to brunch and that was like a very intentional solo date but it was on a whim like it wasn't something I was planning I don't know Mm -hmm. the next time I'll do it again because I just don't make a point to do it but it was a very fun experience and I felt very empowered and like I love that I did this for myself you know so maybe it should become a regular thing I don't know it's funny because I get in my head about things like this like eating at a sit-down restaurant by myself you know like it's like oh I don't want people to look at me I don't want people to think I got stood up I don't want people to think this I don't want people to think that but it's like nobody's actually thinking that you know and if they are it has absolutely nothing to do with you. So it's like, are you going to let these kind of internal narratives stop you from enjoying brunch on your birthday weekend? Or are you just going to, you know, live your best life and have that be fulfilling for you? So I don't know. It's maybe a little talk you have to have with yourself. It's like, actually, I have this talk with my therapist all the time where she's like, is this actually happening? Or is this just what you think is happening? And it's like, hmm, interesting. (laughs) So yeah, it's deep stuff. Here I am. I'm like, okay, let's get into the childhood trauma too. But no, I'm kidding. Um, But I don't know. So it was good. But I had to, yeah, have that talk with myself to be like, fuck it. You know, just do it. Don't worry what other people are going to think. Yeah, I'm kind of 
in the same boat. I've never done dinner by myself, but I've done like drinks by myself and I've gone to the movies by myself. But it's always when I reach a point of like, I just want to do this. And I know if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. So so it's like you reach that point and then it's like, no, it's fine. And then, of course, when you're doing it, like no one even notices like like yeah I I don't notice who's at the movies and if they're in couples or if they're by themselves like yeah I think the movies by yourself is such a good one like this is even like yoga like these are independent activities anyway you know like you're not going to the movie as a social outing with your friend like maybe if you're grabbing dinner before or after okay that's the social element but it's like yeah date night to the movies by yourself that is the perfect place to start I was gonna say I totally agree because my boyfriend is a big movie person and he mm-hmm. um he would you know he lived alone for the past couple of years so he was always used to going to the movies by himself and when he first would like tell me that he was doing that I thought to myself and probably said it to him like that's so <laughs> weird like go with a friend <laughs> like you're that's bizarre to me um <laughs> to do that alone but I like now I'm super into going to the movies with him and we'll do it together, mm-hmm. but he'll still go by himself. And honestly, like I would too, because it's, first of all, it's dark in there. Like nobody can see it's super yeah. peaceful. Like you can sit wherever you'd like, you can grab a little snack. Like it's such a vibe to do that. But I think it's like, like you were saying, taken, like you just have to tell yourself to do it. If, if it's something mm-hmm. that you truly want to do, just do it. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's totally. such a good idea. Um, Okay. I was going to ask you guys. Okay. So kind of moving into, um, the last topic I want to talk to you guys about, this is a little controversial. Um, but are you guys in the holiday spirit already? Like, are you ready for Christmas time? Do you like the Mm -hmm. holidays this early? Is that, is it early? I should say. Um, because I always battle with this. I feel like I was late to the fall decor And Mm -hmm. I just feel like I put the fall decor out and now everyone's buying Christmas trees and they're ready for like the holidays. And I'm like, wait, I feel behind. But (laughs) our Thanksgiving is at the end of the month. And I feel like Mm -hmm. once Thanksgiving comes, then I'm in holiday mode. But like, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on it all? Because I'm just, I know it's controversial. I am very pro early Christmas decorations just because this could be like the Canadian side where winter sucks so much. It's like, just celebrate Christmas early. Like that can be your one little spark of joy in our horrible winters. And that's good. We also like our Thanksgiving is earlier. We have an unofficial rule that you're not supposed to start celebrating until after November 11th, because that's our Remembrance Day here in Canada. But that's kind of been ignored by a lot of like shopping malls and stuff like that but so I kind of ease into it but pretty much like the November 1st I start listening to Christmas adjacent music I find playlists of like Taylor Swift winter songs or like jazz editions of Christmas songs (laughs) and things like that and then we'll work my way there because I also find years where I've started things later I run out of time and then Mm -hmm. I'm like I didn't get to watch the movies I wanted to watch I didn't listen to all the albums I wanted to so now I just like fully embrace it early on I love that I'm kind of conflicted where growing up it was always like December 1st the Christmas tree goes up 
But now that I'm like an adult living on my own, I'm like, wait, I can make the rules and do whatever the (laughs) heck I want. But then it's like overwhelming because it's like, okay, but what do I want? You know? Mm. So for me, usually, well, it's actually funny because usually I still wait until like end of November ish to Mm. set up my Christmas tree and like really get into the holiday spirit. But just this past weekend, so like the first weekend of November, I went to my parents' place for the weekend and my mom was like, oh, there's a holiday market in town. Like, let's go check it out. It's just like local sellers, whatever. So I was like, okay. So we go and all of a sudden I'm like full on Christmas spirit. After this, we went to Starbucks. I tried the gingerbread chai latte. I was like, mom, let's just like lean into this hardcore. You know, I bought a Christmas ornament at the market. I started my Christmas shopping. So now this week I'm like, okay, I'm really in the Christmas spirit, but it feels early for me. So I don't know, but I do like Tegan's point where it's like, if you start early, you can kind of ease into it. And then you have enough time to do everything you want to do. If it's movies you want to watch or even just Mm -hmm. like festivities and things you want to do. So I don't know. I'm kind of in this weird, weird spot right now where I'm like, I'm feeling it, but I'm also feeling it's too early. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Like, you know what I mean? But I feel like it is a good point to start now because everyone's going to come for me. But I feel like you're right. Like it once Christmas, by the way, when the day after Christmas is probably like the most depressing day of my life. (laughs) It is so sad. And I'm like, wait, that happened so fast. So maybe you're right. Like kind of like easing into it, starting a little early, like putting things up here and there. I love Christmas music. If I could, I'd probably listen to it all year long, but I know I would just like get shit on for it. Um, <laughs> so I think I like that though. I think like easing into it, bringing like a little bit into, um, you know, bringing things out here and there, I think would be nice. I feel like that's what I'll do. You guys have convinced yeah, yeah. me, but I mean, like you were saying, Starbucks is on it. I think it was like September mm-hmm. or September. Oh God. November 2nd, <laughs> November 1st, they had the holiday drinks out and I definitely got them um, and like got the Christmas cup, you know, and that kind of gets you in the spirit. So gosh, I just love, it's just like such a happy time. Um, Okay. Well, before we go, I wanted to ask you guys, can you guys give us your favorite show currently and your favorite book currently? Ooh, I did want to share that the last time we had talked I was going to try and get my husband to watch like some of the reality tv (laughs) we have started this week watching the show below deck specifically the Mediterranean version of it it is so good (laughs) we're like we've watched only like the first four episodes but we're hooked so okay this makes me so happy because by the way and I'm gonna try and whisper this because he's here like I also did the same thing and we're we watched below deck down under and we watched below deck we're on below deck med like you right now Mm. (laughs) gorgeous I love that for us it's so so great I actually just talked to Lucy Edmonds from um the sailing yacht one and she's so great but it's like it's so fun now because especially like living with a guy it's nice to have like someone to talk to about it like does so does he like really like it yeah especially the drama like if there's a fight 
And I feel like, at least from the episodes I've seen, they end with, like, showing the fight as the cliffhanger. And he's like, well, we need to watch the next one right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> so good. Yeah. <laughs> Convince me. Yeah. It's my arm. Oh, I love that. Okay, awesome. Thank you for the update. Yes. Yeah. I was so proud. <laughs> it's been, like, six months to get there. Every time we, like, try to come up with a new show to watch, I'm like, we could watch Below Deck. And then... It finally worked. We did just rewatch my favorite show of all time, Mad Men. So we finished that on Monday. And then right from like the greatest TV show of all time to the second greatest TV show of all time with Below Deck. Absolutely. I love that. That is so funny, Tag. I can just picture you and Tyrell just like really getting into the drama of these shows. So funny. For me, I... Guys, I'm the worst with staying up to date on current TV shows. Like, I'm literally the last person to watch anything ever. The one thing I have been watching, which is, like, kind of recent, I think it came out in October sometime, was Lessons in Chemistry. And it's an Apple TV uh, show. And it was actually a book that our book club read, to bring this all full circle, since the show's based off a book. And our book club really liked it. It had, like, we had really great chats at that meeting, really, like, leaning into the whole, like, feminism chats. Like, it was just so great. I feel it was one of the first books we read as a book club and, like, really bonded us. So already I was like, okay, hopefully the show is good. And watching it, I'm like, yeah, no, this is, like, exactly what I imagined reading the book so I'm really liking that I do find it's not something I'm like binging because it is kind of like I don't know it's not super funny or it's not like a really great romance plot both of those are usually things that hook me to a show but it is good so definitely recommend you check it out if you're looking for something or even check out the book if you're looking for a good read yeah. No, I've been I've been hearing about that show from so many people. Like I we need to like sit down and watch it. And I heard Brie Larson's amazing in it. Yeah, um I feel is. like she goes very unnoticed. Like she's such a good actress, but like nobody talks about Brie Larson. Um so I feel like the fact that everyone's like really talking this show up is good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I should share. Um you're like are you guys big Gilmore Girl fans? I feel like you guys are, right? I, um, we dressed up as Lorelai and Luke. Oh my God. I saw that. (laughs) And it was so funny because we went to this Halloween party and nobody, like, it seemed like nobody knew what I was wearing. I had the, like, it's like (laughs) from the second episode of Lorelai throws the outfit on to drop Rory off at Chilton. And she's in like the tie dye, the jeans, the riding boots, whatever. Yeah. And so like at this party, like people were coming in and everyone's complimenting everybody's outfit. And we're like, oh, that's such a good idea. Like, good job. <laughs> and like, I'm just noticing and nobody knows who I am. <laughs> and like, I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. And so I would explain it and it's totally fine. And then one girl came in, she was dressed as Barbie and her boyfriend was dressed as Ken. And she was like, oh my God, Lorelai and Luke. And I was like, yes, my people. Okay. <laughs> so um, I had to share that because I know you guys are Gilmore Girl fans. So I was like, it was just so funny because it's not like Gilmore Girls, I feel like is very mainstream, but like maybe not. It's Maybe it's a little niche. So I was like, okay, well, it was good to get someone to recognize it. I was like, all right, it's all I needed. Just one. Just one. <laughs> I was that exact costume last Halloween with my husband where I was the same in the tie dye with the shorts and the cowboy boots. And we went to a party and no one 
knew us it was hosted by our friends who were like five years younger than us so i think it's maybe was like a demographic thing where it was like too millennial of a costume but (laughs) yeah people were like i don't well and my husband also just dresses like that every day so they were like is this a costume or (laughs) (laughs) that's what everyone said about mine they were like it just looks like TJ. I was like, yeah. okay, well, he's holding a coffee pot. And they're like, yeah. exactly. We're like, oh, what? come on. That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I was like, would it be too much if I went as Rory? Like, as part of your guys' couple costume? Because I'm just the third wheel in their relationship. So I'm like, um, I'll just show up in my little school, like, you know, outfit. But that would have helped we didn't us, go I that think. Far. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it would have been weird. <laughs> yeah, I think Tyrell would have been like, absolutely not, but we would have loved it. And it was funny because I got to that party a little bit later than everyone else. And when I came in, I didn't know what Tegan was wearing. I don't think I knew what you were wearing to be no. Lorelai. I just knew that was the goal. So when I came in, I was like, oh my God, you actually nailed this. Like she was so perfect. So yeah, it was kind of okay. The one person who appreciated it really appreciated it, but yeah. it went over everyone else's head. <laughs> so funny we did the same thing i loved it it was also like so comfortable yeah yeah i always do costumes where it's just me wearing my regular clothes so it's like i already had like the tie-dye sleep shirt i had shorts i had cowboy boots set this year i wore the same cowboy boots and overalls and i was like yep set (laughs) it's genius i don't know why i've been like working so hard for costumes in the past because this year, I was Lorelai, and then I was Adam Sandler, randomly enough. I saw that. And dressed like yeah. a dude. So, but, like, just wore all of my boyfriend's clothes and then just, like, an oversized polo. And I was like, we're good. To- this is the comfiest Love I've it. ever Love been, it. like, in my whole life. This is great. Yeah. You guys crushed. Yeah, you crushed <laughs> Halloween this year, 100%. <laughs> so much. I was like, I think I tried, like, I didn't try at all. I think that's the goal. (laughs) It's not trying and pulling stuff from your closet is key. I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that this has been so fun. Thank you guys so much for coming back on. It's always good to chat with you guys. Um, congratulations on just like just crushing life, by the way, I feel like you guys are just (laughs) doing so many great things, tackling so many different things. The podcast is so successful. Like you guys are just doing it. Thank you so much. We love that, like we said, we kept in touch with you because we also think you're crushing it and you're inspiring us Mm -hmm. to live our best life. If it's dressing up as Adam Sandler or eating all the (laughs) pasta and drinking all the wine in Italy, like it's just been Mm. so great. Yeah. To stay in touch with you and yeah, get to chat with you every now and then. Yeah. This has been so fun. Thank you guys again. Um, I will link all of your info and your podcast in the description note so everyone can go quickly over to your show. Give it a listen if you haven't already. It's so, it's such a good podcast. I, I love listening to it. Like while I'm working, I just feel like we're all like hanging out and it's so Zen and like fun and lighthearted. (laughs) It's great. Um, but yeah, this has been a blast. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to Girl We Gotta Talk on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. That way you never miss a new episode. You can also follow Girl We Gotta Talk on Instagram at Girl We Gotta Talk Podcast and on Twitter at GWGT Podcast. 
for live tweeting and all your favorite pop culture updates. If you want to watch full episodes, check out Girl We Gotta Talk on YouTube and find all of your favorite episodes over there. If you liked today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts, hit the five stars or leave a review and let me know what you thought. I seriously love hearing your feedback. It really means the world to me. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Talk to you guys next week. Bye.